Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. We are going to be providing you with valuable content around entrepreneurship, business, and marketing. We will also be doing interviews with professionals in the industry that are real and unedited, so make sure you subscribe now. And lastly, enjoy the show. Max, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. So what made you choose marketing instead of sales or any other um, department? Um, It's funny because when I graduated college, I was always under the impression that in order to get into marketing, I had to go through sales. Mm. Uh, And I graduated, it was actually at my 4th of July block party. Um, and I ended up talking to my neighbor and he's like, so you graduated, you know, I got a degree in marketing. He's like, what do you want to do now? And I was like, well, I want to go in marketing, but, uh, figured I'd have to go and get a sales job first. And he's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. It just kind of seems like it's hard to find marketing positions, especially entry level. He's like, no, it's not work for me. And, uh, <laughs> that's and the, following, the following day we went out to, out to lunch and kind of, you know, established what I knew and quickly understood that to under really understand where marketing was at that point, everything that I learned in school was just a drop in a huge bucket. I knew so little and everything in marketing was changing so rapidly with the addition of mobile. Um, and everybody was still playing catch up with just the dot com phase that as soon as smartphones were in everybody's pocket, it was no one really knew what was the right way to go about it. And everybody was kind of looking at all these different resources to try and figure out, you know, who figured it out, who's got it down. Right. That's interesting. So you're currently a digital marketing manager at WeVideo, right? Which is a a video editing software uh, located in Mountain View, California, right? Or at least headquartered in Mountain View. Yeah, kind of right in the heart of Silicon Valley. Yes. (laughs) So before uh, being a digital marketing manager, you were just a marketing manager, right? Now, marketing manager, digital marketing manager, I mean, what's the difference? And are there a lot of similarities or is there like a huge difference? I I always kind of take titles with the greatest salt. Uh, I mean, I guess the big emphasis would be a digital marketing manager is much more practical base as in can implement the stuff discussed uh, as opposed to being much more like, okay, we're kicking off a campaign and then passing it off to a team. Mm. Uh, Digital marketing manager, I would think uh, is completely capable of kind of doing that entire campaign by himself. Um, Right. The most part, at least familiar with the tools. Granted, when you've got a team who, have different people who all specialize in a certain thing. It's foolish to not take advantage of that. But I think having a basic understanding of kind of like, okay, this is this is what we would do to create the images or media for this promotion. This is how we would implement the back end, kind of looking at the analytics side of things. This is how we're going to do email and social media for it. Uh, and have a at least at the very least a basic understanding of each different platform. Right, right. So with digital marketing, do you manage a team yourself? Um, at times. I mean, I, 
Yeah. Uh, was it more like a hybrid? I would say it's kind of like a hybrid. Um, I mean, here we video, I have my marketing director um, and that is like, you know, the trusted resource I can always come back and go to for advice and help if needed. Um, but there are certain kind of smaller projects where I'll just kick it off from start to finish. And aside from like a quick consulting with my director, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is, you know, what I was thinking of doing. She's like, sounds great. Then good to go. And at that point, it's me kicking it off with our creative team. Um, and then at that point, they all kind of go in different directions to get their portion of the project done. And then it usually comes back to me to put it all together and implement it. Nice. Do you also do social media marketing or is that somebody else that handles that? Uh, I do a portion of it. Uh, so I, I just do the organic side of we videos, LinkedIn, uh, as well as kind of daily go through our uh, Facebook business channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but each kind of, you have a couple of different people who each kind of have a portion of social media that they're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have another agency who takes care of our uh, paid advertising on social. Got you, got you. What's your favorite part about digital marketing? Because everyone has a favorite part, right? Like for me, it's SEO, just because I have a lot of experience with SEO. It's funny, I don't really advertise that I do SEO with my clients. I, I love SEO as well. I think that uh, that had a big part in helping me get to where I am today. Because um, I always kind of thought of, I mean, marketing is huge. And I think the, probably my favorite part is just how diverse it is and how like every day being a digital marketing manager, there's something different to do. It's not, you know, I'm not constantly looking at analytics. I'm not constantly retweeting or doing stuff on social media i'm not constantly writing a blog um Mm -hmm. i kind of dab in all of that and that keeps things interesting um as well as you know i get in front of the camera which i love Uh, you are the face of we video when i look at at the videos i'm like this is the guy for we video (laughs) i almost mistaked you for the owner (laughs) oh that's flattering (laughs) (laughs) so video or writing which one do you like better? I'm assuming video, right? Let me say video because there's like a little more expression, I guess, that mm-hmm. goes into it. Uh, I mean, you know, the whole saying like, you know, pictures, thousand words. So does that make video like a million? Um, but I I mean, there's also a lot of writing that goes into to video. I mean, generally you want to have a script or at least a plan set out. And, you know, there's times where it's just kind of raw, organic, like from the heart, from the mind stream of consciousness stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, when the lights come on, the camera starts, it's just kind of fun, a little exciting. And uh, the more you do it, the more comfortable you are in front of it. Yeah, it's a good time. But I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, back when I first started my career right out of college, I was kind of didn't a whole lot, you know, didn't really know what to do. And my boss at the time was, okay, like you're going to write, you're going to get good at writing. Um, and I had wrote one article for him and he's like, oh, you're actually pretty good at this. And then I got to the point where I was actually doing stuff similar to this, where I would reach out to different small uh, MarTech companies and reach out to their manager or sales ambassador and do a kind of half hour Zoom call uh, and ask him kind of like what you know, how do you like your job? And then kind of migrate toward the business. Like what makes you unique? What solution are you offering? What's your competitive advantage? How do you differentiate yourselves from others? Right. Um, And then I write a blog post on it. And I was doing that essentially once a week. And that got me kind of proficient in writing. 
Uh, and it wasn't until I think it was CES 2016. Uh, I attended and was going to all these different booths and talked with my boss after. And it was like, man, this is just drinking from a fire hose. Overwhelming seeing all these different technology vendors. It's, you know, how do you compete with other professionals who are writing and doing this for years? You need to have like a different take on it. So I kind of pitched the idea. I was like, look, uh, I'm a millennial. And that was during the time when you could go, you know, two sentences without hearing the word millennial. Uh, It was a, you know, a hot, a hot topic buzzword. And I was like, I am just going to embrace it. uh, And you know, brand myself Millennial Max, and we'll have, you know, my take on CES uh, from a millennial's perspective. Mm. Um, And that blog, I mean, at the time, I was getting decent traction with other stuff I'd written, but that blew up. Um, And I got, you know, a couple hundred thousand views on that. And then it was actually a couple months later, I was at a uh, marketing course that my boss was teaching, and I was there kind of helping along, and a guy had asked um oh i heard you write you know what send me some of your stuff maybe i could get you a job writing for cmo.com so i like during this session i sent him three articles i had written and the first one was the millennials perspective on ces and he in the middle of the course while we're all kind of you know trying to be quiet in our computers he's like that's you i've actually read this already um and then kind of the rest was was history. You got introduced to the right people and had a column. But that's awesome. I think, you know, if you, yeah, I think it's just a matter of doing it and putting yourself out there. But writing has obviously quickly evolved to video and that's, you know, that's where things are at right now. Yeah. No, content, you make a great point because content is everything. Content is king. You've heard of that yeah, multiple yeah. times, right? Yeah. And as you know, I run a website development company in San Jose. And one of the things my customers at times ask for, because we don't do any uh, of the content, meaning the copywriting um, for the website, we're just more the, the builders, right? We right, right. develop the site on WordPress and we, we get it launched, right? No matter if it's big or small. And one of the things is we're always, you know, connecting some of our customers with writers and it goes beyond just site pages. They end up doing blogs with them, press releases. Um, They end up doing just small little blurbs on their social channels, right? They start updating their social channels. Once you establish kind of your company voice, whether that's just kind of through the home pages on your website, you want to keep that going forward. Totally. Yeah, totally. So now these writers are on a monthly retainer. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's great business for them. But yes, at the same time, I mean, I'm like thinking, wow, video and copywriting. You just mesh the two. They they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Um, Very much. Yeah. And I think if you can write and you, you know, and you're also comfortable being on camera or you write and have someone else who's likes being up front. Um, then you know you got content content machine right there yeah you can Im- embed your videos put, post them on youtube and embed your videos on your blogs yeah That's from a like great an SEO perspective too i mean i know for the longest time it was always said you can't you know you can't rank organically for a video um outside of youtube obviously so you always like embed like a transcript in the 
in the back along with it. But uh, I'd like to think that's changing. Uh, Google's always changing. It's, it's, <laughs> no, one, no one knows for sure, but you know. No, when someone thinks they have a grip on it, probably, they don't. probably already, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they probably just came up with an algorithm change yeah. as we're on this interview right now. <laughs> well, that's, that's the constant battle with SEO, isn't it? It, it is. It is. Right. When um, you think you've got a handle of it, the next update comes out. Right. <laughs> back at the bottom again. So we video. Tell me a look what it what is we video? What do they do? Uh what differentiates them from other customers? Um from other customers or providers? Sorry, competitors. Competitors, got it, got it. Yes, great catch. Uh, so yeah, real, real. My kind of elevator pitch is uh, WeVideo is a cloud-based video editing platform uh, that makes it so you can get going editing video without downloading any software. Um, just you know, type in your email and password, and you're ready to go. So it's great in the sense that if you're creating a lot of content, um, you don't need to be traveling with a huge hard drive full of all of your stuff you don't need to have a huge huge monster pc um to run the platform uh and i've you know i think any video editor out there can attest the frustration of having your computer crash on you um or losing anything or i mean i i had a background in um adobe premiere um which is solid fantastic editor but it's for anyone who's just starting video editing it's it's overwhelming there's so many buttons what do you do what does this do and it's really hard to manage we video kind of simplifies all of that um makes it a lot easier for someone to just get started editing but giving you the free form capabilities that something like a premiere um or imovie um or Final Cut would offer with your multiple timelines. Um, and then you combine that with million stock assets, video, music, images, and it's kind of like everything's packaged together in one place. Nice. So it's pretty user-friendly. It is. I mean, we're, I mean, I think it attests to the fact that a good percentage of our users are actually students in schools. Um, mm. So, I mean, we're very big in education with both teachers and students kind of learning to use video with WeVideo. Another big bonus is that because it's um, just accessed through Chrome browser, we're available on Chromebooks. So any student, yeah, so any student who, especially with schools where you might have- for schools, yeah. Yeah, you might have 30 Chromebooks per classroom uh, and then that rotates for each class that comes in. Basically, all your stuff is saved to WeVideo, so you just sign in and you can pick up right where you left off. Nice. What's your favorite feature in WeVideo? Um, big fan of the green screen. Um, <laughs> I always liked that, and I was kind of shocked when I first used it uh, to find out that that feature was available in something like WeVideo, because I tend to think that's more an advanced capability for video editing. Mm-hmm. Um, the unlimited storage is a huge plus. Uh, lately, I think probably one of the things that's yeah. most appealing to me is the ability to like speed up or slow down clips. Um, so you can yeah increase the speed of something up to five times what it was or decrease it in the same direction. 
Interesting. I don't know a lot of video editing softwares or platforms that do that. Uh, I mean, I think more of the, yeah, I mean, more of the advanced stuff that you would like download, I'm sure, but. Like a premiere, right? Yeah. Make Hollywood videos on that. <laughs> I don't know any kind of other, I don't think you can do that on like a basic iMovie or any other free option there. Yeah, very limited. With yeah. iMovie, even with titles, you can't really move them around. That was, yeah. So, I mean, the, the motion, we also have like motion titles, which are kind of like created animation for you. So you just type in the text that you want it to say. And it'll, oh, I love that. And that, um, I used to have to do that in Premiere and it would take me a long time to, I mean, you can, you know, the world it's is time consuming. I mean, video editing is no joke. It's time consuming. Yeah. Uh, no props up props to anyone who, uh, all the motion pictures and stuff, the time it takes to do all that. Yeah. In animation, right? Yeah, that's my man. Wow, that is crazy. So I like talking about the education part. You touched a little bit on that because especially now, you know, with this whole coronavirus age going on, um, a lot of teachers, a lot of students fully remote. Some schools are opening up. Some schools don't feel comfortable with it. So I mentioned this before to my audience, now more than ever, people are being forced to rely on the internet, right? Yeah, video, video particularly. Uh, Videos, everything right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, we're doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> now for the business side, um, what features, could you talk a little bit about the education and, and students for the business side, um, who is that ideal? customer for we video on the business side um i always kind of probably picture like the the small business um anywhere from like i don't know one to 60 people where you're maybe still in that startup phase maybe you've been around for five six years where you don't have the money or budget to put towards hiring a professional videographer mm, um i see or you know but you also need to realize like, especially with now like you said with the pandemic you need to be on all forms of social media putting out video content um okay. that's kind of the ideal person where it's this is easy enough to pick up and learn on your own but quality enough to export it and make it look like it was professionally done that's awesome so if i'm a teacher or a student or you know ed tech or director at a school it department who knows they probably don't have a huge department <laughs> in schools but or business a small business owner entrepreneur um or someone maybe it's a one um person department for marketing right and they're doing it all right yeah. if i wanted to check it out or to look into the demo for we video where would i go got it uh so yeah we video.com uh we do have a free plan uh which kind of gives you very basic limited features uh it also has the beloved watermark um we also have a 14-day business trial uh which you can find by going to wevideo.com and then our business tab you'll nice. find it there right below the hero um and that gives you uh kind of the ability to use our stock media, full motion titles, uh, the ability to change the format of your video. So if you're mm -hmm. putting something in 
square, vertical, or just horizontal kind of traditional formats. Yes. So if you're putting something on Instagram, you're gonna want that to be in square. Um, and we video makes it really easy to do all three from the same piece of content. So you can just spits it out for you then. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's a great feature, kind of getting a good feature set. Um, so I get, get good exposure to all the different variety of mm-hmm. use cases there. Um, and then we have plans starting at the low as little as five bucks a month. Um, and we actually did just start uh, a promotion uh, for 30% off all annual plans. So I don't know. Mm, that's good to know. This is going to go out. Um, yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> when does be, it expire? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it expires uh, September 9th. Uh, okay. So the very, September 8th is the last day. Got you, got you. Now, going back to digital marketing, as a digital marketing manager, how do you stay up to date with your industry? Because we were talking about SEO, just to rewind a little bit. And if you you guys haven't heard about the conversation we've had about SEO, just hit rewind, go back five, 10 minutes, you'll see it. (laughs) But how do you keep up to date? I mean, it's always Uh, changing. Yeah, I I guess a variety of couple ways, and it's kind of just second nature at this point. But um, as far as resources, I highly encourage everyone to be on Medium, um, that kind of article. I tailor my taste towards uh, marketing stuff um, as well as kind of like some workout fitness trends. Um, Then I also have a Statista account, Statista, I don't even pronounce that. Um, That's free as well. And that will give me basically uh, daily just stats. Um, And then you can pay for premium account that gives you access to more different things. But their daily email just kind of has random stats you never thought you would like to know. And then suddenly you're saying like, Oh, you know, how, how has video increased since the pandemic began? Um, and that'll have the stats there. Um, I also, uh, all the morning brew, which is great just for keeping up on current events, news and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then e-marketers, another good one that keeps me up with more of the marketing trends. Nice. And then just kind of scrolling through LinkedIn, seeing what other people post. Nice. Yeah, LinkedIn has a ton of information out there as well. I'm curious, do you write on Medium? Uh, I used to publish my stuff there a lot more when I was writing kind of weekly for my first job. Um, since then, not so much. I, I mean, I would post occasionally, um, but it's been a while. It's been a while? Yeah. Um, for the most part, I like, upload all my content to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd probably be my main outlet. So to get your advice on this, and even though it's been a while, and just to get your thought, your thinking process. Yeah, yeah. If I have the content and I'm writing about digital marketing or maybe e-commerce websites or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Should I put it on LinkedIn article? Cause you know, they have an article section on LinkedIn or should I post it on my website as a blog or both? Uh, I would start with the website. I would post it on your website as a blog. And then from there I would, cause your the goal is to drive traffic to your blog. Um, yes. That's your own, own media channel. So what I would do is I would publish it to your blog first and then I would create a LinkedIn post with the link to that blog. And I would do that 
maybe once or twice in the two weeks following when you published it. Mm -hmm. And then after it's been out for at least two weeks, that's when I would maybe consider putting it as a LinkedIn article. Mm. And it would, would you post it like word for word? Um, no, usually, usually what I've done is I post maybe, I mean, it depends on how long the post is, but generally maybe like the first three paragraphs, mm. um, depending on how long it is. If it's, if it's a really long thing, then maybe post, yeah, maybe post the first five or six. More like um, a sneak peek. Yeah. And then below that you have like, you want to read the full article with the link to your awesome. Yeah. Because I, I know I've had some listeners that ask questions around that. Like, do I post on Medium? Do I post on a LinkedIn? Under the I, article section? So, yeah, and Medium is a little trickier because they definitely don't like you leaving the site as much, especially with links like that. So when I used to do, when I used to do it on post on Medium, I would, instead of like the first two weeks, I'd wait more like the first two or three months and then mm. full article out there in the hopes that if people did finally discover that article on Medium, they they know where to come to find more, but at least they can read the whole article there. Mm. But again, the main goal is to not detract from that first few weeks of exposure when it's on your website and fresh, right. because that's crucial for SEO, for views. Uh, totally. Yeah. And then for Medium, I mean, that's to the public, right? It's not in just in their system. Yeah, private, right? So if I Google search the title of the article that you posted on Medium, I should be able to pull it out without logging into Medium. Correct, correct, correct. Um, yeah, and they have, uh, I mean, they kind of work, I think it's all through cookies, uh, but if you create an account, you get like a limited number of premium articles per, right. per month, um, but that's all cookies. So if you right. go incognito with the same URL, then... <laughs> now i don't know this question i mean i don't know the answer to this question is does google penalize if you have the same content written on different platforms um i think technically yes yes uh short answer but i think if you're if it's if it's embedded on linkedin mm -hmm. i think there's something they take into account with that um but also timing is key so if you do both at the same time, like two identical sources and it's the same content, I think they Google will recognize that as a flag as opposed to, okay, this is a couple weeks later and this isn't the whole thing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that that's a frequent, yeah, especially if it's like a web, if it's on two identical web pages, absolutely. But if we're talking one of those is on like Facebook or a social media channel, right. then I think they can, I think, yeah. Again, we're all kind of estimating here, but. I know, right? <laughs> we got to pull in a Google expert in this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, they also change all the time. So it could be yesterday, it could be no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think at this point, cause that's, I mean, that's how you share. So mm -hmm. I think that factors in. No, it's totally. And then the biggest thing to emphasize with what you said next was um, making sure that the traffic is going back to your website. That is critical. Well, that's that's the biggest thing. And I mean, you can, uh, any any YouTube star, any TikTok star can attest is you're essentially on a rented channel. Uh, you don't own TikTok. So 
Right. You'd be getting, you know, if you're if you're getting a ton of views on YouTube and you're making your income primarily through YouTube, and if something were to happen to your YouTube account where you got blocked by YouTube for posting something, that's that's your livelihood. You're done. Um, YouTube has complete control. So your goal should always be to direct traffic back to a channel you own, like your mm. website. Uh, so all of these kind of rented media channels like Facebook, your, your social media channels, that's all something that's you don't own. That should right. be to drive back the traffic to the area that you do where people can reliably go to your website. Totally. No, that's a really good advice right there and a great point too. Um, so last question that I have for you and, and if you have any questions or if you want to say anything else, feel free. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm having fun with this is for our listeners out there. Do you have any career advice for those maybe just graduating college or about to graduate college? And they're thinking, should I go into sales? Should I go into marketing? Um, and maybe those that are already marketing professionals and may aspire to become a digital marketing manager, director of marketing, VP of marketing, right? Anything in the marketing avenue. Um, do you have any advice on how they can take their marketing career to the next level? Right. Well, yeah, no, first of all, quick shout out to anybody who's just graduating college, high school, uh amidst this pandemic because that has got to be just so yes. tough you're in a stage where you're already kind of mm. asking yourself what's the next step what do i do and then having this thrown into the mix is just tough to navigate but my probably biggest recommendation and this helped me back when i graduated college in 2015 uh is to learn is to learn a skill um learn a tangible skill that you can immediately take to any employer and they can see the benefit of whether that's learning Photoshop, whether that's learning like a, you know, how to build websites, learning WordPress, and a great. I mean, that's a relatively free area where you could start and just creating your own website, get some design experience, kind of learn the ins and outs. Um, and I mean, yeah, you you had mentioned you use WordPress frequently. WordPress is like thirty percent of all something insane of all websites are made through WordPress. Right. So. If you just get a bare bones understanding of that, chances are you can go to any company who has a has a blog uh, and quickly be running that within a week, mm-hmm. knowing how to manage edit posts. Um, I also would really recommend uh, HubSpot has a great variety of online courses that you can take that give you just a really good understanding of the fundamentals of kind of what they call inbound marketing, just largely of what everyone does today mm-hmm. and those are those are free as well um but yeah again i would especially during this time and if you can't find a job uh in this market now's a great time to just continue to build upon those skills google offers a ton of online resources as well to get trained in certificate certifications and adwords google analytics those are all great areas where uh, an employer We'll look at that and regardless of whether that directly pertains to what you're going to do, they're going to see that on your resume and be like, they took the 20 hours it took to go through each one of these courses. Totally. Certification. At the very least, that shows dedication. I'm like, okay, this is someone who's going to put in the effort 
And this is someone who can, has admits and shows the ability that they can learn. And that's really what they're looking for. Right. That's I think awesome. We, yeah, every employer probably, probably knows that they're not going to find, not necessarily going to find someone who knows everything, but what you want to find is someone who is still got an empty glass and willing to learn uh, and be trained. Right. Yeah. That's really a great advice, Max. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, happy to. And this has been, thank you for having me on. Uh, this has been really fun. Um, yes. Yeah. And sorry for, I don't know if the construction noise kind of came through in the back end, but it's all gravy. We can actually take out the background noise with video oh, editing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the beauty, beauty of that. Um, but anyways, no valuable information you shared and yes, thanks for joining the show and joining me. And thank you for your time. Yeah, you too. Uh, happy. Would love to do this again, whatever, you know, a couple of years from now. Sure. Uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope the podcast kind of evolves and continue to do this maybe full time. Uh, but this has been great. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And we'll see where the next topic goes with digital marketing. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a great one. Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out our website at jrmwebmarketing.com where we have blogs, videos, and other valuable content around business and marketing. Also, subscribe to Jesus McDonald's YouTube channel to watch his videos. Just search Jesus McDonald and click subscribe. You can also find Jesus McDonald on social media channels. Just search Jesus McDonald, click the like button, and comment. We do our best to reply to every comment. And if you have any questions around entrepreneurship, business, or marketing, shoot him a tweet at Jesus underscore underscore McDonald. Lastly, if you love what we're doing, then please leave us a five-star review. Have a great day.